Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Early Line. Line up! All right, welcome in on this February the 3rd, hour number two, the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com, as we uh, look to make heads and tails of uh, what was a exciting Super Bowl 54. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are your winners, 31-20, to 20, taking down the 49ers. Good news is uh, the future looks bright for both of these franchises uh, moving forward. A lot to be determined over the next, uh, obviously, next couple of months. Uh, there also was some talk over the uh, over the weekend regarding the players union taking mm-hmm. a vote on the possibility of adding an extra game uh, on the schedule, eliminating a preseason game, adding an extra regular season game, making it a total of 17 uh, full games uh, for every team in the league. And of course, uh, this will be shocking to many of you, but this is uh, all because uh, more money. Uh, is on know? the line here. Yes, and it's so funny the way the owners are positioning it because you want a bigger piece of the pie. The networks are asking for more NFL. So in order for us to be able to give you more, we got to charge more. And, and wouldn't you know that? You know what does the trick? An extra game. And that's pretty much what it looks like. It's moving towards that. We'll have, uh, instead of four preseason uh, games, we'll have three guys, and we will have a full uh, seventeen game schedule for uh, for the NFL, so it's coming, Dane. It's uh, it and what a shock! It's all about the money. So I'd much rather instead of a preseason game, yeah. see it in the regular season anyway. Maybe give guys an extra, uh, maybe an extra buy depending on right. how they're going to work it out. I got no problem with it. I don't think the players, if they're going to make more money, are going to have a problem with it either. Maybe, uh, but it's really funny that they talk about player safety and then they're going to add another game that people are actually playing in instead of the scrubs in preseason, yeah. right? I do think if they add a second buy, it's interesting. And I've been lobbying for one last thing here, Joe. If they're able to push the season back a mere two weeks, right, and you got an extra game, maybe a buy in there, with there's also been talk about a seventh playoff team in each conference, then all of a sudden your Super Bowl is the day before President's Day, which would be yes. two weeks from today, and you kind of kill two birds with one stone, making it a de facto national holiday, right? So maybe there's a way to make it work so everyone can stay in the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, I can't believe we haven't gotten to that particular point yet. I'm just saying. I a little strange. Yeah, I just, of all the other holidays that we have that are ridiculousness, um, you would think that maybe, just maybe. Merge President's Day with the Super Bowl, call it a national event. Football is the religion people, of this country anyway, right? Million people are staying home today, guys, uh, simply because they are a little bit hungover from having to watch that game last night, which, by the way, they did a really good job of getting it off on time. Uh, The game actually didn't drag on. The game was actually uh, fairly quick. I mean, it was over by 10 o'clock, guys. It was all said and done. It was wrapped up in a bow. So uh, we have seen, obviously, some of the the past situations kind of drag on a little bit here. But, uh, no, it was actually... Uh, it was actually a uh, pretty quick, quitty done 10 o'clock. And actually, and for all, in fact, of the wrap-up of what you might have missed, we'll, uh, we'll bring Bavona in here to see if he can get us caught up with everything that we missed overnight in the world of sports. Good morning, Bavona. What's going on, man? Sports Grid. 
News Update. That's what's going on uh, today, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. It is the early line, and it is Sports Grid with your news update here, guys. Not much really went out, went on other than, of course, the Super Bowl. The 2019 NFL season is officially over, and Super Bowl 54 is in the history books. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers in another comeback fashion, 31-20. It is the Chiefs' first Super Bowl win in 50 years, their last coming in Super Bowl Super Bowl IV back in 1970. Andy Reid gets his first Super Bowl win in his career, which turns out to be his 222nd win of his career. It took him that long. Guys, Pat Mahomes is your MVP. We'll quickly, quickly go over his stats here. 26 for 42, 286 yards. He also... Uh, 29 rushing yards. 29 Very important to note. Yards, guys. 29 we rushing yards. We will get into that controversy just a little <laughs> bit here. But first, let's go over some of the other stats here. Damian Williams gets 17 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. He also adds four catches for 29 yards and a score. Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 105 yards. Sammy Watkins, five catches for 98 yards. Travis Kelsey goes six for 43 yards and a touchdown. On the 49ers side, Jimmy Garoppolo, he goes 20 for 31 for 219 yards. He throws a touchdown, two interceptions. One at the end of the game that really sealed the deal for the Kansas City Chiefs here. Raheem Mostert uh, rushes for 58 yards on 12 carries. He scores a touchdown. Debo Samuel, excellent game for him, guys. He had three rushes for 53 yards. He also adds five catches for 39 yards. How about this one, guys? How about this for a prop bet? Fullback Kyle Jusic. Juszczyk, baby. Kyle Juszczyk. The Got juice, it done. The new juice is loose. He catches three balls for 39 yards and a touchdown pass. Who had that prop bet? I got to right tell there? you, I got to tell you, Pavona, on Pro Football Today, yesterday, Colin Drew said when making the showdown lineup, uh, he was at a bargain basement price. He said have shares of Kyle Juszczyk. And that's what took down some tournaments in DFS. Exactly. I said that there was a controversy when it came to Pat Mahomes' rushing yard prop bets here. Mahomes was over under uh, th about, it was, I think it ended at about 30 and a half here. Yep. Well, guys, because of a couple of kneel downs to end the game, he loses 15 yards and ends the game with only 29 rushing yards. He had about four. Horrible. He had he was 44, 44 yards before that. It would have been the over. Horrible. Because of that, uh, he gets 29 yards, losing a lot of money here. However, uh, Sportsbook. Points bet said that there was uh, more than twice as much money bet on, on the over on Mahomes rushing yards as was bet on the under. Points bets elected to refund all bets on Mahomes over 30 and a half rushing yards, saying on Twitter that if there's been a worse beat on a prop than this one, feel free to let us know. Guys, I'm sending it back to you if you can find out some more, uh, any worse prop bets no, that's from the this one. game. That's the yeah, one. no, that's uh, that's going to be the one that uh, people are are uh, will talk about. I, I'm still well, looking for Pitbull, though, Joe. If I didn't they see didn't Pitbull. Have that ticket, then nobody really cares. But if you did have a loss <laughs> on it, you're scratching your head, going, "How the hell does that happen?" And uh, if you want it because of it, you're you're laughing right now and going, "Listen, don't don't uh, you know, don't look too hard yeah. at it. Let's move on. It's a uh, another day, another dollar." But uh, the bottom line is, the books took a beating yesterday. And the public was the big winner across the board there as uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and backing them being the public darlings uh, turned out to be damn profitable uh, for the public and not so much for the uh, the books who got crushed on a number of different props. Uh, a couple of big ones like the Mahomes touchdown Ooh, yeah. uh, that was out there and, uh, you know, was 23, 24 to one scoring the first touchdown. Uh, Jusek, you talked about it there. Him, He wasn't even listed as the first touchdown part of the for field. the 49ers. He was a 17, 18 to one part of the field bet. So 
there were definitely some, uh, and even the books are starting to say, listen, as they tally it up, um, you win some, you lose some. And anytime a book takes that kind of uh, approach, the old you win some, you lose some, you know, um, it ain't good they got for their them. asses handed to them <laughs> yesterday is what they did. And a lot of that centered around. Uh, also, the uh, the big betters, uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the sharps came pouring in in the final 48 hours on the under, which hit rather easily. I mean, heck, there were some alternate line options right. that were available yesterday that you could have gotten that also would have proved even teasers. Those guys that had six point teasers, uh, it worked out really, really well for you, especially since the from the total perspective. From, yeah, either way on the total. Yeah. Either way, on the total, not so much if you teased up the 49ers to seven and a half. That didn't work out all that well. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, winning the game was covered. But the total for the six-point teaser uh, gave you on both sides. So that was actually a really, really good opportunity there. The Damian Williams prop uh, also cashed all of the wide receiver props for the most part. Tyreek Hill. Uh, definitely money there from a receptions and a yardage standpoint. Uh, Damian Williams, not only his rushing prop, but his receiving props did well. How about the two touchdown props? Anybody that had Damian Williams? Williams. Congratulations. That was also pretty good. Uh, Went off at about four to one. So uh, that was the, that was definitely a profitable day. So when you put it all together, it was just from the top, just from the standpoint, if you did nothing but bet the game and bet the, the total, and you were on, uh, if you were on the over, it sucks. You kind of knew somewhere. I would think right around the thing, you know, midway through the third, you kind of had the sense that this game is not, uh, we are not going to get that right. Patrick Mahomes two play touchdown, you know, and uh, where, you know, he, he had to put it in the final six minutes. The fact that they went 21 unanswered was amazing against that defense, yep. but the final six minutes and the ineptness of the defense of the 49ers and that offense to move the chains. And if Damian Williams in with a minute 20 guys does not rip off that, uh, you know, that 30 some odd yard uh, touchdown in the end, uh, this number's at 44, Dane. 47 right. at best with a field goal. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of other people singing a different tune here this morning. But uh, all in all, I thought a great game and a great halftime show. Oh, I'm just going to sure. throw it out there. Sure. Just going to throw out the halftime sure. show. Might be responsible for more breakups here this morning than <laughs> anything we have ever seen before. But a big shout out. I mean, listen. J-Lo's 50, and you're talking about Shakira being 43 years old? We looked it up during halftime. Someone was like, how old are they? And we looked it up. I guessed. Yeah, we were guessing, is Shakira still in her 30s or 40s? I don't care what the number is for her or J-Lo. They were doing it big time. I'm still looking for Pitbull, though. I missed the Pitbull prop, Joe. No, he performed, actually. It was pregame. I know. You need that late nine info. Yeah. And A-Rod was there on the field well, watching her. A-Rod is yeah, having some fun. Started with that. I want to get your thoughts on MVP when we come back also. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.
And the 2019 AP Defensive Player of the Year is Stefan Gilmore. Gilmore. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2019 AP Comeback Player of the Year, Brian Tannehill. And the 2019 AP Coach of the Year is John Harbaugh. And the winner is wide receiver Michael Thomas. So congratulations to this year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Yep, Lamar takes it down. Uh, most valuable player to the shock of almost nobody. Uh, but maybe the biggest shock was the fact that he got it unanimously. First time since uh, a guy uh, that you've, yeah, Tom Brady, you guys know this, back in 2010. Uh, he is uh, He shares that. Now with Tom being the only two quarterbacks, the only two MVPs to actually get every single one of the votes, which is a little shocking given the fact the year of uh, Russell Wilson had. But uh, when it was all said and done, you had Nick Bosa winning defensive rookie of the year, Kyler Murray offensive uh, rookie of the year. You heard about John Harbaugh there, Tannehill comeback player. Uh, you had the offensive player of the year being Michael Thomas. Yeah. All in all with those awards, I It's very hard to argue any of them. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, guys getting second place votes, I I think they did a real I think they got it right. I I really do. I think all of them across the board, um, they got it right. There can be an argument for the coach of the year, I guess. But, uh, you know, Harbaugh uh, completely reinventing the organization with a second year quarterback and what he did. And a 14 on his way to 14 wins. Congratulations, Harbaugh. I don't have a problem with that either. No, I mean, I'm not going to you know, complain about any of these awards. Lamar Jackson winning MVP. Pretty good for a running back, huh, Joe? Yeah. I'd say so. Um, the one thing, the one that was interesting to me, and I'm not mad that they wanted to kind of spread the love, is they give Michael Thomas the Offensive Player of the Year, right? And listen, the man sets records. It was absolutely ridiculous what he did as wide receiver for the Saints, obviously, this year. But, you know, it's interesting to me, if Lamar is the MVP, could it have been Lamar? And I'm also... I think Christian McCaffrey has a case as well, although he was toiling on a team that did not make the playoffs as opposed to Michael Thomas on the Saints. It was also interesting to me about Gilmore, the defensive player of the year, Joe. Throughout the season, you and I had talked about a couple of Steelers, Watt, and even Minka Fitzpatrick. I wonder if you think, do you think those Steelers, Watt and Fitzpatrick, almost like split votes? Mm, helping yeah, helping Gilmore able to get in. Yeah. We see that in MVP races sometimes too. Yeah, yeah, and I and I don't. I mean, listen, the, the you're talking about a top five defense with a oh, shutdown. Yeah. It's, it's fine. I, it's fine. There could have been a case for for a few other guys right. by far, and it, absolutely. But uh, when it comes down to it, not a lot of argument there. Not a lot of argument. They also announced, of course, the uh, the new crop of uh, yes. football Hall of Famers over the weekend, yep. and leading that class, uh, Edron James, a great running back there for uh, Indianapolis all those years, and eventually the uh, the Cardinals. Troy Polamalu, Isaac sure. Bruce, Steve Atwater, and Steve Hutchinson all going to Canton this summer. Uh, Edron James was uh, was pretty stoked about getting in, too. Well, it, it means a lot. You know, in South Florida, you know, we we live football. You, could, you go out to the youth football programs, you go out to the parks, you're going to see all the guys and see how serious they're taking them. And you can see the parents. The parents are more intense than the actual players. And so once you get a a feeling for how important football is in South Florida, you'll understand why we put out so many great players. This this is what we do. Yeah. Born and raised in uh, Miami, Edwin James, University of Miami. And uh, well done, man. He's almost a forgotten guy uh, of those years because of Peyton. 
And, you know, you had uh, you had Marvin Harrison out there. But Edron James, much like Emmett Smith was for the Cowboys, hmm. uh, yeah. he was the heart and soul of those teams over there uh, being able to get it done, man. He was he was good for so long. It was crazy. And yet he's not very much talked about. So I'm glad that he got uh, he got his just due and he's heading into the hall. Yep, absolutely. I think it's well-deserved for all of them. I had a conversation. We had a conversation yesterday on PFT when I was uh, me and Blewett that I'd love to get your take on. And now I am not throwing cold water on this at all. The man is deserving. My question for you, Joe, is NFL football is different than it was in the 80s and 90s, right, Joe? It's different. Yeah. My question is, what would Steve Atwater look like as a safety in this day and age in the NFL? Because anybody who saw Steve Atwater play know that, like a guy like Ronnie Lott, right, his skill set was lowering the boom, Joe. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Laying the wood. And he wouldn't be able to do that this day and age, right? He'd be flagged every single time. I, I agree with what something Blue had said. The man would adjust. He'd change his kind of way of playing. I get it. But what the reason he was like a two-time Pro Bowl or All-Pro was because of the skill set of being able to bring the hammer. And you're just not able to do that anymore, Joe, you know? I, he's a deserving Hall of Famer. I'm not saying that. I just think it's interesting. Where would Steve Atwater, what would a guy like Steve Atwater be in this day and age in the NFL, Joe? Well, I, you know, listen, Ed Reed is that guy uh, and was that guy towards okay. the end. Uh, you also, uh, you know... Palomalu uh, goes in also. Palomalu It's just a different into, kind of safety, you know? Listen, every safety even today um, has that uh, ability to be able to crush people. It's just the nature of the beast. It's just not as important in this NFL anymore because... Um, it's going to end up, uh, it's going to get you more trouble than it's going to, than to help your team. Uh, but Atwater, I think without a doubt, Oh, I'm deserving. Absolutely yeah. deserving. I he just think it's interesting. an anchor of two Super Bowl uh, runs there yes. in 97 and 98. He made the Pro Bowl, I think eight or nine times. He was known as the guy that was like a Ronnie Lott came out Absolutely. of, you know, it was Ronnie Lott. Then Steve Atwater yeah. took over that. Lynch was also another guy that sure. was of that, uh, that, that time frame and that mindset. So Atwater is a guy that uh, for many years there in that, in that late eighties, uh, you know, the, the nineties there that he played in this NFL, it was a different game. And if you, you played against him, you thought twice about no, coming over the middle. Like, Absolutely. no, there is no coming over the middle here with Steve Hadwater in the middle of the field. <laughs> For sure. Like that, you're losing teeth. And that's what dude. I'm saying. I'm not trying to throw cold water on it. It was a different game. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. In the same way that absolutely. I would say the same thing about the next fullback that gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, right? It's just yeah. not a piece, except for Kyle Juszczyk, well, I you guess. You also had to stop. They were built a little different then because sure. you had to stop the run as That's well. Right. As good as he was, he had to get his nose dirty. Uh, you know, Earl the Thomas, same. to me, is a guy that I, I would – he's very capable of the same type of thing. Sure. If you need Earl Thomas to take your head off, he he'll can do take that. your head off. But he's also Earl Thomas is a guy that's got no problem going up in, uh, you know, and and he's more of a coverage safety. He can do it, yes, right? Yes. But in that in the Legion of Boom, it was really Cam Chancellor that was that other kind of safety like, yeah. who would bring the wood, like we say. It's the yes. same thing, Joe. Like you know, there's no real NFL like. 
run-stuffing middle linebacker anymore, you know, in the NFL, just because the game has changed and evolved. I'm not, I'm not saying that those guys aren't valuable and back in the day they didn't do it. So this is not shade to Atwater. I just think it's interesting, right, that what he did so well is sort of a dying breed now in the NFL this day and age. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and they're built. I mean, listen, he was what was he, two hundred pounds? Yeah, uh, he was you know, a little guy, right, right. He wasn't uh, he wasn't this uh, behemoth of a dude. He just he had a nose for the ball, yep. and more importantly, um, you weren't you made it quite known that you know while he was out, <laughs> you were not for sure under any circumstances catching a ball over the middle with tight ends, mm-hmm. wide receivers. We got to go back and game. double check. You know, there were two games in a row, right? Broncos, Browns, AFC Championship game. One of them was the drive. The other one was known for the fumble. I think we may have to go back and check. Was it Atwater that blew up Ernest Biner to cause the fumble? He was one of them. Right? um... But I'm just saying, those were like... You know, um, historic plays, right? We know yes. about the drive. We know yes. about the fumble as the Browns, two years in a row, come up yep. short in the AFC Championship game against Atwater and those Denver Broncos. Um, yep. So, obviously, a big part of that defense that went to a bunch of Super Bowls. Yeah, Isaac Bruce also yep. about time, long time. Uh, took him forever to be able to get in. A guy that just had an unbelievable career. Fifth in the league history in receiving yards with Isaac Bruce. 13th in reception, 12th in touchdown catches. A guy that did it for a very long period of time. Of course, the greatest show on turf, but uh, consistently being uh, the guy there for a long, long time. You don't put, you don't rack up those kinds of numbers in. And he did it in an era where it was more about running the ball yeah. than it was about this this whole air raid situation. So um, amazing that he put up those kinds of numbers given the generation and the era he played in. Yeah, I mean, listen, all of these guys, right? I mean, they, they, Bruce kind of introduced the greatest show on turf, right? Him and Tory Holt with Marshall Fall kind of brought that before its time with Dick Vermeil. Yep. Listen, Hutchison as well as a guard for what, 15 seasons? And those yep. guys don't get as much credit as they deserve, right? And then these two safeties, you know, we were talking about it yesterday. Blewett is a big time Steelers fan, right? And we were talking about uh, Palo Malo being able to kind of really be that chess piece anywhere on the field, right? And they left him to his own devices. I'm reminded of a couple of plays where he literally jumped over the line of scrimmage and times the snap correctly. And Blue right. told a story, um, I guess Pat McAfee, who you know now does a lot of work, was a punter for the Indianapolis Colts. You yep. remember he, he gave a story about a play. They were running a fake field goal okay, against Pittsburgh. And what the play called for was McAfee as the holder to kind of run out wide and do a little option. Well, before the play starts, Palomalu goes to the exact gap that McAfee is supposed to run into, and they abandoned it and just kicked the field goal. And then McAfee tells the story. He goes back to the the sideline, and the coach is like, hey, what's going on? We had the fake on. He was like, yeah, but Palomalu was in the gap. So I decided that kicking the field goal was the prudent choice. Love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, that's the kind of – the way he played the game yeah. it's the way that whole defense did I need another guy did it for so long it, it just it was to try and think of guy exemplifies what the Steelers were during that era unbelievable guy another guy that you thought twice about uh and you want to talk about playing he played linebacker he played outside Pretty linebacker. Much. yeah he put you on the <laughs> line you needed like to he, go he was, that's right damn hair all over the place
Uh, how about the Gatorade prop? What happens if that's? We'll go over the rest of them coming up next year on As the a grid. Syracuse fan, I was cool with it. you damn straight, man. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So it's funny, uh, last night, companies uh, spent $460 million on 30-second advertisements for their products and services uh, during that game. And I am fairly certain most of you cannot come up and tell me two of those ads that you saw here this morning uh, for what company. And and bigger question I had to write is, them down. I had to write yeah, them down. Is anybody ones I like. more inclined to buy any of those products now because of what they so 460 million on ads i will say there was one early that that had me okay what you got what you got was the uh the rocket mortgage one where the uh the guy took off his arms and his uh and he was relaxing at home he's he's another isn't he pavone isn't he one of those um superhero wasn't he aquaman i believe jason momoa jason momoa yeah that was that was pretty funny but outside of that Obviously, the Hard Rock one with J Lo because sure. that's you know that's right up the road. So, sure. but other than that, I they, Google made people cry apparently on on, the, on one of right. their spots. Right. Like, so I I pulling at the heartstrings. I get it. What what stood out to you? So those I liked lessons? a couple. I liked a couple. There was a Cheetos commercial where okay. the guy has all this stuff on his fingers, and then MC Hammer was there and is like, "Can't touch this." Yeah, um, I thought good. that one was good. The "Can't touch this" with the Cheeto fingers, um, yeah. and also. I like, here's the thing. I wouldn't call this a one commercial, but the fact that they had Charlie Day with the Tide Pods thing going throughout as kind of a thread throughout the entire game, right? He just was like showing up in like product placement throughout the entire thing. And then they, I thought it was done. And then there was one in like the fourth quarter where he's like really old already. And it was like, oh, it's finally later to do the laundry. I thought that was cool, not because it was like, sensational or fantastic but the the strategy to have it threaded throughout the entire game well done. i yep. thought that was pretty cool as yep. well but the cheetos yep. mc hammer can't touch this i like well uh very well done out of you know also i that we there was a big thing about killing mr peanut during the yeah. week remember leading up to yeah. but apparently that was all brought right back right and they, they, you know he's just and the tom brady apparently guy. was just for hulu Remember, this was all sorts of drama, right? Oh, my God, he's in an empty tunnel. He doesn't have a Patriots logo. That must mean he's going to Vegas. Him and Giselle apparently are looking at schools in Nashville. That was debunked, right? Yep. All this stuff. But it was just, you know, Tom Brady for Hulu. He's got live yeah. sports. Um, yeah, there were some other that were politically motivated that I thought were interesting. But we'll talk about that another the time on another network. Them. Yeah, it was the yeah. timing of, like, which one was going to show first. Right, right, right. Was, uh, there was a lot of side action going on last night with those uh, commercials, yep. but 460 million guys with what you saw there last night. I'm not. I sure found one that featured a gay couple. Also, there were prop bets about what. Yes, yes. yes, I saw Ellen DeGeneres and her woman yes. uh, at mm-hmm. one. There was also one. I believe it was for avocados. 
Oh, like the avocados right. from Mexico. Yeah, yeah, I think they had a gay couple as well. So I got to double check yes. and see what the definition of it was. But if you bet that one, I think you hit the prop bet. They had a home shopping network for avocado accessories was hysterical. Right. That was actually a pretty good spot. That was too. a good one. I like the TurboTax one where they were all doing the dance, like the squiggly yes. legs dance, because yes. it was taxis yes. and they were like, we're all tax people. I thought that was cool, too. How many of you were at a party where all of a sudden somebody in that party started trying to do that dance there? Right. Trying, it was like, yeah, exactly. Right. It was like I get touchdown dance. It was actually exactly like Billy White cool. Shoes Johnson yes. kind of thing going Very on. Very good. Absolutely. Very good. I thought that was impressive. We also, um, you know, of course, last night, in addition to uh, the commercial prop bets that were going on, the Gatorade prop yeah, bet man. was one that uh, caught a lot of attention uh, throughout the week. <laughs> Purple went through the roof. Laughable. Uh, obviously. From 5th, 14 to 1 to even odds. I said this, yeah. Joe. Really, if they were going to honor Kobe Bryant, do yes. you really which, think which the Gatorade did. bath yeah. was the way they were going to do it? Right. Come on. Exactly. They yeah. did, they right? Did. A Jumbotron. They had a nice little tribute. That that makes sense. You really well, think the way it was going to be Gatorade? up on the 24-yard right. line uh, yeah. to that be was able cool. to uh, do anything, which was really, that really was cool. nice. Well done. I thought the anthem. I thought the um, uh, also God Bless America by Yolanda Adams was sure. great. Uh, all of that was good and quick, and they kept it moving, yeah. and the coin toss went off. I, I mean, all uh, there was almost a little bit of a uh, snafu with the coin toss, but uh, tails. They were at, there's actually a dude tails this never fails. who woke. Uh, yeah, who who two hundred thousand dollars because he picked tails uh, is what he ended up taking home from one of the books. 200k for betting listen man if i ever get to the point right where that's I'm, disposable you know, income joe i dude that's I mattress mac territory i i, I can't even <laughs> man I, i'm trying to think could you imagine drew dinkmeyer sitting there going through the numbers trying to head right, right, right. Or not? <laughs> is it going to be heads is it going to be tail yeah like no like i i can't in any stretch of the imagination but the under did hit for that um of course for the anthem prop uh, Pitbull was out in front of the stadium performing right. fire. Pre-game. As was Kanye uh, doing, uh, held his uh, church service also sure. out in the parking lot. So Kanye sure. was there. Uh, but Jay-Z I saw Jay-Z. I saw he Jay-Z. on the broadcast, yep. and that was also a, uh, a big bet. one. And they did throughout that day. You, you know, you saw Goodell. You, you, mm-hmm. They started to do that. The camera that cut around. Out. Yeah, the yeah, camera cut yeah. around. But A-Rod yep. is interesting, right? Because A-Rod was on the floor there for halftime. I don't right. think they ever specifically cut to him, right. but... A-Rod was definitely featured in commercials, in the Hard Rock commercial. In that commercial, You know, so a lot of these things, you got to read the fine print. You know what I mean? One of my friends, and this is, you know, it's not true, the way they look at the national anthem. You notice also, Joe, they got a sign language uh, thing for the national anthem, right? So does the woman signing, does that count in the length of the national anthem, Joe? That's a good question. I don't. Yeah, it I don't was think so. so. It's about Demi Lovato and her notes, but that woman was still signing for a little while after it. It, it the minute she opens her mouth, I think is when right. you start it. I was uh, trying on the, the clock. I had it at one fifty one. I had it at yeah, one. I, I was on the stopwatch. I had it at yeah. one fifty one, which was yep. way under clearly. But you know, it's fun for all these things between Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, who, by the way. Definitely spoke Spanish. That was an easy one. That was easy. Right? That was an easy one. I I think their outfits were reputable, right? There was no butt cleavage. We were talking about that. They did speak Spanish, but I didn't see Pitbull in the halftime show. No, Pitbull uh, performed pregame, did not go there, but there were... you know, there were a number of other uh, artists that ended up uh, performing during that uh, during yes. that halftime show. Including J-Lo's daughter. 
including exactly. J-Lo's daughter. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering who the kid is with the voice and right. then uh, realized Found that, that afterwards. Yeah. Daughter. That makes but sense. 50 years old, 43 so, years old I for Shakira. I mean, you. half the show is in Spanish. But welcome. Uh, I, I think they did an amazing job of representing the host city. And the culture. Uh, Absolutely. And the culture. That was exactly what that was all about. And it was a million times better than, you know, Maroon 5 for the ninth time or yeah. something. Vanilla along those lines. What do you think, Although, Joe? about the kid like running the ball in at the beginning of the game. Also it reminded cool. me of like almost like the Olympic torch relay. Yeah. You also know, cool. and then bringing yeah. it into the stadium to make the point of the 100 yep. years. I thought that was cool. Yeah, also very good. Uh the ticket prices prior to the game were the highest they have been in a very very long time. Cheapest ticket $6200 to be able to get into the building wow. last night leading up until kickoff. It was just I mean, people are priced out. Anyway, you know, the Super Bowl is not for the average fan. The Super Bowl is for anything but the average fan. And it was funny. Some of the uh, some of the scalpers out there were they just the amount of they didn't have enough inventory to be able to right. satisfy the amount of people looking for well, to spend. That's where price will go up. It's supply and holy demand, right, Joe? Crap, man. <laughs> you know? Holy so, crap. Joe, why don't you just next time it's in Miami because Miami it's in rotation, right? Like every eight years or so. Can you well, just in, buy up in Tampa next year? Tampa, so. Can you just buy up some of the tickets and then we'll flip them on the secondary market? Oh, you can't get them. That's the problem. You can only get them. The only ones who issue them are the right. NFL. It's like getting then, into the New York City Marathon. Right. You have to apply. <laughs> then once you get them, okay. that's when people start selling them to the secondary market, yeah. and that's when they start going. And depending on that, I mean, usually coming up to, you know, right around 20 minutes, a half hour, then usually they're unloading tickets you, sure. once the game starts. There, right. Nothing. After there kickoff. Nothing yeah. You left go. in that building. There was nothing, man. That I will was say this also. Joe, you know, we talk about legal, illegal gambling, informal gambling. I'll tell you what, Joe, if you had zero zero in the box pool. Yes. You yeah. hit halftime oh. and third quarter, I believe, if you had 0-0, zero, zero, right? 10, 10 and a half, and then 20, 10 at the yes. end of the third quarter. So 0-0 zero, zero proved to be very profitable in those box pools. Absolutely. I mean, it was there was a few of those situations uh, that there were some props that it was so funny. After the game, you're going like, oh, well, that was, uh, that was easy money. Like, I'll I, tell I you what, Joe, thank you, FanDuel. Right, because for about a week, me and Window Will, we were just perusing the odds boosts, right? Yes. And I had one that I I never would have bet it, Joe. I never would have bet it until it was an odds boost. It was a normally plus two forty. They boosted up to plus three seventy five. Kelsey touchdown and the Chiefs win. So I yes. hopped on that only because it was presented to me as an odds boost. I was like, oh, I like that. Sure, cha-ching. The uh, the other thing, uh, a note to remember for next year, guys, too, especially with the prop bets, is that do not be afraid to lay heavy prices on props yes. that are almost yes. as given as humanly possible. Like, for instance, Exhibit A, no overtime, right. uh, no safety, no missed extra points, right. no missed field goal. Those types of things like we sure. talked about during the week. We told you the percentages over the last 18 Super Bowls. Those high percentage plays, of course, weren't plus money. They were. Was there? And this is another one hit. that we and I hope. I hope you guys listened. We told you, 16 out of the last 18, the opening kickoff was returned. Right. You it know, happened it, again. It was returned again yep. yesterday. So, 
Don't Listen, be afraid. That, that negative juice. That's the difference numbers. between Mahomes yeah. over one and a half and over yeah. two and a half touchdown Not passes. On prop, be afraid to lay the big number. Absolutely, that's where the value is sometimes, especially so, on props. Especially for one game. There's a reason why it's minus two hundred. No doubt. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, guys, as a reminder, a, uh, a new edition of the Morning After coming your way, top of the hour. Get ready for that. Two-hour special, 9 to 11, here on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Invite you guys to head over to sportsgrid.com. we got the new lineup. we got everything new that we got going on here at The Grid. Early line. Thank you to, uh, to continue to, to shape the marketplace here and uh, move lines. That's what we do. And uh, listen, while it was nice last night, we had uh, some great games. We had some great, uh, it was a great, obviously a great uh, from start to finish. If you were cashing tickets, and even if you weren't, something tells me a lot of the people that they won some, they lost some. Heck, even if you were a little negative at the end of the day, you probably had more fun betting on that uh, everything involved in that game than you knew what to do with. Very profitable for some, not so profitable for others. Can somebody please tell Mattress Mac to stop betting? Uh, yeah, right. Anybody. Anybody, please. Uh, I think we explained that, uh, that we were fading his ass all week long. Everything, everything he touches seems to turn to crap. Uh, so congratulations, the Houston Astros. Congratulations, the Tennessee Titans. And now you can add the 49ers to the list of uh, million-dollar bets that he has lost. So a great strategy might just be wait to see what Mattress Mac bets. And fail. And then it's uh, because it's been very profitable for those. But do not forget the NBA back in action here tonight. College hoops back in action tonight. NHL back in action tonight. So while the dust clears and Kansas City gets ready for what is bound to be an extremely cold parade on Wednesday oh, yeah. uh, to celebrate it, there will be a little lull here before uh, the talk of, uh, and you know it's coming, the draft will be next on people's minds and Free who's going to go with. Yeah. Tom behind the free agency. It's uh, it's all nice to be able to take a breath. And kudos, by the way, to the schedulers in the NBA. Very, very interesting what they did here is now giving us an opportunity uh, a couple of days after the big game. Tomorrow night, guys, you're going to have uh, the Greek Freak versus Zion for the first time. And that's going to be a national TV game. Nice. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great job by them to be able to showcase what is going to be the future of the NBA here and it also gives guys a great opportunity if you have not dove into NBA betting yet if you have not had an opportunity great spot for you to be able to do it tune into the national game kind of dip your uh, your big toe in the sure. deep end there 
and get going. Anytime you got the Greek freak in Zion now, that is the future of the NBA. If everything goes well, that's exactly what they are hoping for. And uh, Milwaukee and New Orleans, I think, is going to be must-watch television tomorrow. You know, quietly, there was a game yesterday that broke the record books in the NBA, guys. It was the Pelicans and the Rockets who set a record for total in this game. And this is another one of these. Here we go. The Zion effect, Harden and company. Uh, Guys, this thing was off at 246 and a half. Really? And yeah, as, as a line. And it was just historic from the betting perspective of, Listen, we get them in the 230s, 240, right. 242, but, you know, bordering close to two and no signs of going the other way. Uh, there was just so much public fascination with that total. And this is the time of year where we're going to start to see, especially with the influx of recreational dollars now into the right. NBA market, guys. The Zions of the world sure. and, and the Hardens. Get ready, guys. The It's going to be... At, you're gonna get you're gonna get totals that are through the roof. You're gonna get really upside down lines, yeah. especially over the next month until you can figure it out. But that money's coming, Dan, and it's gonna come. It's gonna come a lot of it here over the next week or so. It's probably starting tomorrow night with the Greek freak and Zion going toe to toe with each other. Here's what I would say, right? Because we're talking about the idea that this is uh, novice money, right, yes. into the pool. So. And you've made this point plenty of times, Joe. The NBA, a lot of the betting is about the schedule, okay? And the public better is not looking to see if this is the second of back-to-back games, right? If there's going to be load management going on. So you got to keep it locked to sports grid. you got to keep it locked to the early line, to the morning after, because these are the trends we are going to be telling you with a lot of – public fish money in there, you be a shark, understand things like the schedule, understand things like back-to-back games, understand things like three-game road trips, and that is what will help us in this marketplace, in the doldrums of the NBA season. I got to tell you, though, Joe, all right, you're saying it's okay for us to take a couple of days off. I once had a uh, an ex-girlfriend that we called February after the Super Bowl until March Madness. We called it Culture Month. I didn't go with her to the museums on weekends in the fall, but between the Super Bowl and March Madness, yeah, okay, I'll go to the Museum of Natural History this weekend, babe. Yep, yeah. No, it's uh, it's an opportunity to, to breathe for sure. It's also an opportunity to see two game two teams go at it that and I can't wait to see the value in this game Dane because the numbers so are, are we just taking unders are we just taking unders on totals are we leaning well, unders it's matchup time and it, and it's also here's the other problem and a caveat here guys current form matters in the NBA sure and while listen the Greek freak is fantastic and uh you know Milwaukee is leading they never lose at home yada 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 they're six and eight against the number in their last 14 games guys. Oh. so they have not been profitable whatsoever backing them meanwhile New Orleans guys 15 four and one against the number in the last 20 hmm. but only three and three against the number with Zion and you know why that is prior to Zion undervalued in the market right now with Zion overvalued but you're going to continue to get value fading milwaukee against these crazy numbers and they're once again dane a look ahead line they're going to be a double digit favorite in this game right and you know what guys they're not any good when it comes to being double digit favorites in fact they're just downright terrible this year in that spot so do yourself a favor watch the market tomorrow morning with us from where it opens 
and watch what happens during the day to see where this number opens up, Dane, and where it eventually goes prior to tip-off because I would imagine you have two of the fastest tempo teams in the NBA with two of the biggest stars. If if we got 246 last night with Houston and New Orleans, I can't imagine what we are, what this number. It might get very close to 250 as a total, Dane. And you know what? I'm still fading them. I'm still going unders in these games until I see otherwise the overvaluing. It's real in the NBA, especially with these superstars nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. If we ever get totals up in the high 240s or in the 250s, I will be going under them absolutely. That should just be like an alarm, like a notification on your phone. The total has hit 240, so you can run to the window and get under it. Joe, it's also time to start looking at college basketball, right? My cutes went down in the Dome to the Dukies on Saturday night. Yeah, no, they did. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but they certainly hit the over. They sure and, did. They were scoring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing with Syracuse this year, too, and we talked about it, is that for years we thought that 2-3 zone, it was always about having a top-20 defense, and then that offense was kind of middle of the road. Uh, but, no, it's, it's flipped. Their yeah. offense is a top-10 offense this year. They yep. do nothing but score. They've got some problems defensively, certainly on the road, but scoring – is not a problem. Syracuse, again, value, Dame, which is why it's been so profitable to back them. We know about the first half unders right. at home in the carrier dome, but guys, full game overs have been crushing it. Why? This team can score. I mean, Syracuse yeah, Hughes can and Beheim behind the three-point line for sure. They're, I think they're second in the ACC in terms yep. of three-point shooting percentage. They got a yep. couple of players specifically. But, Joe, I, I got to tell you, man, you kind of put the kibosh on them because they won five in a row. Then you start talking about them. Yeah, One I point know. loss to Clemson, yeah. lose Terrible. to the Blue Devils. Now I got to, you know, I got to pad my resume to get a tourney bid. Yeah, yeah, no, that sucks, and I, uh, I completely understand that. I won't talk about them I blame ever you, again. Joe. I blame you. I promise I will not talk about them. I won't bring them up uh, until they start winning again, at which particular point I will go ahead and, hop right and drop on the kibosh on them once again. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but you do have 14 games in college hoops uh, tonight on the board, guys, including the number one, number, well, number one, depending on who's, uh, whose line you're looking at. Mm. Baylor is in action again tonight, guys. Uh, they look to take on the Kansas State Jayhawks. They are a seven-point uh, uh, Kansas State. I'm sorry, the Wildcats, rather, Kansas State Wildcats. They are a seven-point favorite in this one. And listen, Baylor, everyone keeps waiting for the wheels to fall off yeah, for this team. And I'm drop. telling you guys, um, they are 18-0 and in their last 18 and covered the spread in eight of their last 10. I can't think of a more profitable team to get behind, Dane, with these numbers than Baylor. Okay. You keep waiting. They keep waiting for the wheels to fall off. It's not happening, guys. How many more wins do you have to see before you go? And I was going to ask you about that, right? Because ranked team on the road in conference, that's one of the things we have been talking about as kind of like a danger spot. Right, but Kansas State only two and six in conference so far. Right. You got to figure the number one team in the country can start to, uh, you know, can get that working margin tonight. I will say this though, um, Baylor has not exactly been to Manhattan, Kansas, and love it. They have lost hmm. two of the last three in Manhattan oh, okay. here, where they'll be on the road. So, but again, that could. Baylor has proven time and time again this year, guys. They are a team that you you certainly want to pay attention to. And also, they're playing uh, – it's a big night in Kansas altogether. You got the Chiefs celebration, right? You got Kansas State hosting number one Baylor. Nah, Joe, it's they, Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas oh, City, Kansas. Yeah. Come on well, now. That's, 
Where do you think those fans come from? They come from the Missouri <laughs> side. They come from the Kansas side. The great side. state of Kansas, apparently. Yes. yes, and the Jayhawks are also in business tonight, taking on uh, Texas, the Longhorns, who Shaka Smart is doing everything in his power to try and uh, assure himself another contract because he is battling for his job right now. Make no mistake about it. Uh, Texas is not a school Let's face it, Texas, whether it's football or basketball, the expectations are so blown out of whack. Um, And I get it because you can recruit in a part of the country where you get the best athletes, no matter whether it is football. But, you're, you know, it's national championship or bust with Texas. And it's like, guys, that slow your roll like you're not that program. You just you haven't been that program in a long time. So Kevin Durant ain't walking through those doors. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. It's just not so. A uh, big game, Kansas, 15-point favorite at home against UT here tonight. So. Allen Fieldhouse, Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Crazy. Crazy. All right, Dane, uh, show number one here in the books of the early line. We get to do this again I'll talk uh, to you tomorrow. tomorrow. Be good, man. All right. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more.